We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The home of the Red Sox. 93.7 WEI-FM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. Brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Search and browse more privately. Download the free DuckDuckGo app today. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. We're back. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Red Sox baseball at 410 today across the Shaws and Star Market. WEI Red Sox Radio Network. We will be uh, helping get you ready for that a bit later in the afternoon. We've got Celtics to digest right now, though, Fitz. Nick Fitzy Stevens in for Chris Curtis today. And why don't you introduce our next guest? He's a man of some expertise and repute. Yes, uh, a frequent guest of the Fitzy and Hart program joining us on a Saturday now via the Harbor One Hotline. My good friend who I've known for a decade and a half, watched many a Celtics and Patriots game with, but he is one of the voices on the Boston Celtics beat around town. Uh, You can listen to him on the Locked On Celtics podcast, and of course he does excellent work for the Boston Sports Journal. The one, the only, John Corrales joins the Laird and Fitzy program on this fabulous, beautiful summer Saturday. Johnny, how are you, kid? I guess uh, Boy, you, give, you give somebody a five minute uh, oh, wash and lead up. My fault. My fault. I didn't punch him up. up. Hi, John. How are you? There he is. Oh, I'm, I'm good now. Yeah. Yeah. I said so many nice things before you put me back on. So I'm not going to repeat them. Though. <laughs> That's, That's OK. And you're on the Harbor One hotline, which we love. Now, uh, John, can you give us the skinny here? What's going on with Lillard? Is there a chance? I really don't think there's a chance in Boston. There's, I, I just don't think that they're going to pursue him. I don't think that they're really interested. I mean, I, if they if if Portland were to take like a, a low ball like bad offer, uh, but then if they're going to do that, they'll just send him to Miami. So I'm sure Brad Stevens is like, hey, we'll give you pennies on the dollar, but that that's really kind of just a you know a shot in the dark. I don't think they're really actually going to make a serious pitch towards to, to Lillard. Because I think that would probably require Jalen Brown, and and they're very clear they're re-signing Jalen Brown. They're going to give him the supermax, and that's it. Uh, so uh, the, I guess to push back, there's been some thought that Miami doesn't have enough 
as you kind of hint at there, and that the Celtics yeah. could get it done with with a package that does not include Jalen Brown. Do you not agree with that latter part? Um, I, I think if you're going to do, you know, Miami's package versus Boston's non-Jalen package, it, it's kind of equal. And at that point, you, you might as well just send them to Miami because at least you maintain some level of goodwill with his agent and, you know, you get to do other business. Uh, you, 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 do, you do right by a guy who's been there forever. I know that that doesn't seem like it matters, but there's some level of that that does. So can the Celtics get it done without Jalen Brown? They have a package that, that technically can get it done. Um, they have a package that might sound intriguing, and I know in Boston they'll we'll, we'll all probably think it's better than Miami's package. But I think all things considered, I'd probably still lean towards Miami's package being the winner if that was the case. So, John, what did you think this week? Obviously, the biggest move, not speculated on, but that, that took place was the departure of Grant Williams. So he goes to my he goes to. Dallas, and then there's some pick swaps yeah. between the Spurs and the Celtics, and now the Celtics have, I think, 732 second-round picks over the next five seasons. Um, yeah, and yeah. I, there's going to be a whole draft where the Oklahoma City Thunder have every first-round pick and Boston has every second-round pick. But guys, wait, look, gets the sounds, goal. sounds fantastic. Can't wait for none of those guys to make the roster and end up in France. So still waiting for Yabusele or whoever it was I was told a couple of years ago was going to be a huge player for the Seas. But so... I'm wondering, do you think they got the proper return for him? And I know, I know if they signed him to a comparable deal, we would have gotten into the, do a shot, Ken, second apron, and it would have been you know a $40 million salary because of the luxury tax they would have had to have paid for Grant Williams. Did you think that was an appropriate return for him? And what do, what do you think he losing Grant Williams does to the team? Because I, I think he was a little underrated. I don't think people around town gave Grant yeah. Williams enough love. I agree with you there. Um, I, from a basketball perspective, no. It was not the appropriate return, just from the on-court stuff. I mean, and this this is very much throwing out the financial ramifications of everything. Just on the court, you mm-hmm. gave up a versatile, valuable guy who can shoot close to, if not better than, 40%. He's hovering around that mark from three, which is, is just a very high-level three-point shooter. Uh, he's still young-ish, you know, 25 in the NBA, you're still, you're still approaching your, your prime. And, and I don't think there's a ton more as far as what he can add to his game. He kind of is who he is uh, for the most part. But at the same time, he's a good player. Like, he's a really good player. And he, he's getting that contract. is a good contract from, from Dallas. And I think he's, you know, going to be a starter there. So you're, you're looking at a potential – you know, a starter on a potential playoff team, that's to only get two second-round picks for that guy, that, that's not appropriate. But when you factor in all of the money things, that, that suddenly changes the entire calculus. And I understand why this was the, the return. Uh, I don't like it. Uh, I understand it. But I do think it hurts the Celtics. Now, you take everything in total. Marcus Smart... Uh, two guys that barely played, you know, Grant Williams, and you get back a couple of first-round picks in Porzingis, you look at the overall deal and you say, hey, you know, that's that's about fair value if you take it all in totality. But 
the Celtics lost things in those two guys. Versatility, toughness. They lost playmaking and passing and smart. They lost, you know, a valuable sixth man or guy off the bench, spot starter. Um, and Porzingis brings a different dimension to the team. And, and certainly those other, those other guys don't have what Porzingis has. But at the same time, there are serious questions about the depth and the versatility now, considering who, who's gone. Yeah, that was my follow-up question to that, John, was with Williams leaving, and Williams could spot start, like you said, he uh, it was a career high in minutes and, and points last year, despite having gotten a couple of coaches, DNPs, oddly, towards the back half of the season. Who makes up for, I mean, you already have to worry about what you lost in Smart, um, although I still like KP over Marcus Smart. I think that deal was a win for the Celtics. Who makes up for what you lose with the departure of Williams? Is it just all Porzingis? Are they expecting that much out of this guy? Well, yeah, I think what you're going to see now is it's, it's not – I don't even think that's the way we should be looking at it, who makes up for what you lose, because now we're looking at a stylistic change for the Celtics. You've lost versatility in Smart and Grant Williams. You've not added any versatility. Now, O'Shea Brissett can, can give you a little bit of switchability, but not to the level that these other guys did um, – Kristaps Porzingis obviously gives you a dimension defensively of, of rim protection, but he's not switching onto anybody. So I think what we're seeing is the switch-everything defense that really uh, was was the number one defense a couple seasons ago, that's, more, that, that's kind of going away for the most part, or it's being severely reduced. Uh, we're going to start seeing a little bit more traditional kinds of play. So you're not replacing Grant and Marcus with players necessarily. You're replacing them with a schematic change. And, you know, it's, it's like being a, a passing team to going to a running team in the NFL. It's just going to be a different scheme. You've got different players, and you're going to see a lot more traditional kind of drop coverage. You're going to see them defend a little bit more like maybe the Milwaukee Bucks. You, you, run, you run teams off the line. You chase over the top of a pick-and-roll and you funnel you funnel uh, players into the paint, and you say either settle for a mid range jumper, which is largely an inefficient shot, or go ahead and try and challenge our seven foot three Kristaps Porzingis, our pogo stick, and Robert Williams, and still somehow at thirty seven an incredible defender in Al Horford. I think that's going to be where things change and how you make up for the losses. Well, to follow up on that, John, does that schematic change? happen on offense too because it felt like Missoula was so stubborn and in love with the three-pointer how does he adjust uh to the Porzingis addition on offense yeah I, I do think that there's going to be some level obviously look it's it's the NBA in 2023 there are going to be a ton of three-point shots no matter what so there's I think we should all prepare for that I, I do think that we it's going to be interesting i should say to see how missoula adjusts because i have no frame of reference we have one season of missoula with no summer to prep he was thrown into the job two days before training camp and he kind of had the team that he had and i think he leaned into the numbers that you know that he had as a coach and said hey three-point shooting is going to be our best chance now with the summer and with a couple of high-level assistants that, that he was able to hire, that the team was able to hire, 
going into the summer knowing, okay, I've got these players, I've got these coaches, let's see what we can do. I think there's going to be a little bit of a tweak, um, and maybe that's said in a little bit of a more hopeful manner, but are they still going to play five-out basketball? Sure, because Porzingis can spot up and shoot threes, and he shoots threes at a pretty high level, and he has good quick release, and so he's going to be a dangerous player in that type of offense. But at the same time, he's he's tall, and he's, his uh, back-to-the-basket numbers, his post-up numbers were really good this past season. The question there is, was this past season an aberration, or was this past season the first step into him being a 28-year-old who at at seven foot three? When you reach your prime, that's more meaningful than maybe a guard reaching his prime uh, at 28 years old. Because when you're seven foot three, the faster your brain can get those messages to the ends of your limbs, then it makes you an incredibly better player. So if this is progression, if this is physical progression for Porzingis, then you can add an element of back to the basket, dump it in, get him, get him some shots you know, in the post. Maybe you run you know, a little bit more varied offense. Uh, but if if it was an aberration, if he's going to come go back to being kind of a terrible post player, then all you have is five out three point heavy offense. So the coaching, uh, the summer of preparation is going to be a big factor here, and a whole lot of wait and see of what's sustainable from Kristaps Porzingis is going to dictate what this offense looks like. Uh, yeah, let's hope that we get. Ascending prime Porzingis uh, KP8 as opposed to contract year or wanted to just get his option picked up and, right. and cash in Porzingis. I tend to think it's going to be more former to the latter as well. John, last one for me. Uh, so obviously the guard situation now in flux as well with you de- dealing with Marcus Smart. Looks like Derek White, so long as another trade isn't made, will be your de facto starting point guard. I think he'll do very well there. As a matter of fact, that could be another plus to the Marcus Smart deal and the Grant Williams deal is giving him a chance to shine more because the guy has done everything so well. What do you see, though? Will, will we have Pritchard and Brogdon on this team, and what do you see potentially as roles for either or both uh, should they stick around? Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to listen to deals over the course of the summer. It seems like they may kind of be done. Uh, I think I think there there might be a uh, kind of a pause from the front office to say this is what we have right now, rather than making another deal this summer, because of everything I just said, because of waiting to see what Porzingis is going to be. Also, like you just mentioned, Derek White, waiting to see exactly what Derek White's going to be as a point guard, because I honestly think there's so much more theoretical going into this Celtics season than we've had in the past. We don't know what White exactly is going to be. We don't know what Przingis is exactly going to be. Is is uh, Robert Williams going to stay healthy? What's age mean to Al Horford? Can Tatum and Brown take steps forward now as far as vocal leaders because you just lost Smart in that regard? Uh, they're going to see how all of this works out, how much of the theoretical translates to, to practical application on the floor and then in mid-December, when the restrictions on when guys can be traded, the newly signed free agents can be traded, and you get closer to the trade deadline, the Celtics do have assets. They can flip a Malcolm Brogdon. They can flip a combination of guys. They've got a traded player exception from the Grant Williams deal that, that can get them maybe a $6 million player. They've got a ton of picks. So there are ways to go forward. In the meantime, I think 
White's going to get the chance. I think because White was so good this past season, that's what allowed them to trade Marcus Smart. So he's going to be your point guard. Brogdon keeps going in his role, and hopefully he can stay healthy in the more limited role off the bench. And it does bring Peyton Pritchard into the rotation now because he's going to be needed as the third guard. So he's going to come in and probably get 15 minutes a game and, and a chance to run an offense and, and hit some shots and be a, a regular part of things. So I would expect an increased role for him. Great stuff, John. A lot of good insight. If I might, before you go, give me a date. Here we are, yeah. July 8th. When does Jalen Brown sign the extension? Um, I would say I would say some, some point before next weekend. And I, I'm, I'm not worried about it at all. I think this. I think now that they're in Vegas, I think agent and team will sit down. I really don't think there's anything to the delay. They get this deal done. Might be done this weekend, but Ooh. at some point during the week, I don't think there's anything to it other than dotting I's and crossing T's, and, and this will be done very soon. Here we go. Yeah, I love oh. an explosion. I, you know, it's it may be a formality, but that's a big deal, Fitzy. That's it a, is a very big deal. That would be a literal big deal. All right, John Corrales, great stuff. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. Thanks, gentlemen. Always appreciate it. Thank All you, right, Johnny. Enjoy give, your weekend. Give Johnny a follow at John underscore Corrales. And, of course, once again, from Boston Sports Journal and the Locked On Celtics podcast. So nothing to it. They're just negotiating. Mm-hmm. No, nothing to the delay. Brown is 100% in. They're 100% in on Brown. That's the future. You're shaking your head there. I, I, you, you're, you're not 100% in. Oh, I'm not. $59 million a season it's for Jalen. hard Brown. after the game seven. I, performance, but that's what choice do you have? 105 you postseason games. You can't get games. Dame. He doesn't want to come here. I, he's also said, older. It. I know. But at the same time, like 105 playoff games, 18 points, two assists, five rebounds. He's still a bun in the oven. He's not done yet. Still coming along. Right. And schematic change. You know what we've established today, Fitz? Sure. We have. Let's see. New uh, catchphrases for three of the local teams. Bruins, mm-hmm. heard from Scott McLaughlin. Defense and goaltending. There we go. D&G. D&G. Patriots, you've established that mm-hmm. they are D&D. Dink and dunk. Yep. They, they are the Chiefs of 2022 without Mahomes or Kelsey. Perfect. If they add Dalvin Cook. And the Celtics, schematic change. Not sure what that means, but they're going to start their changing. What about the changing seas? We're going back to D and D. I thought we were. I thought we were going to be like the twenty twenty three Patriots packing a Pat's punch. D and G, D and D, and the C and C changing seas, packing a punch. Yeah, packing a punch is not bad. But um, we'll see if this yeah, Patriots add to that in the next couple weeks. We're going to add a trending now update here until one o'clock. KJ takes over one until three ten for the pregame show. Here is Brian Verzoco in the news. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Well, you just heard it from John Corrales. Jalen Brown expected to be signed within the next week. Well, the Boston Red Sox, they won game one last night over the Oakland Athletics, 7-3 at Fenway Park. Find an eight-strikeout performance from Nick Pavetta. Game two of this series, that'll be this afternoon at 410. You want to catch that game? Do so right here. WEI, the Red Sox Radio Network. Sean McDonough and Joe Castiglione, they'll be on the call starting at 410. The Shaws and Star Market, WEI Red Sox Radio Network. Shaws perfecting the art of fresh. Paul Blackburn, he'll be on the hill for Oakland against James Paxton for the Red Sox. Joe Wow will get you started with the Mass Mutual pregame show. 
right here at 310 Mass Mutual Insurance Planning Investments. And according to the always reliable Dove Kleiman, Dalvin Cook is not willing to accept the current contract offer from the Dolphins. That news from Jeff Darlington. So maybe some good Patriots news regarding Cook and the New England Revolution will play host to the New York Red Bulls. Excuse me, the New York Red Bulls at Gillette Stadium tonight at 7.30. Revs currently sit third in the Eastern Conference with New York sitting at 12th. I'm Brian Verzoco on WEI and that is What's Trending. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Some easy listening coming back to the Ford Clubhouse Fenway studio. It's that kind of a weekend. Good vibe. 83 today. Fitz, did I see that? Been a beautiful day. Blue skies. Can I just get, can I get, I know this is such a base complaint, but can I get a little meteorological consistency? Can I just get a straight week? You got it. You got it. Heat. Heat and sun. That's what we've had. Mm, Not enough for you. Every day there's like, they got to deal with like, it's like we've turned into the new Fort Lauderdale. Mm. Like there's a quick shower. Oh, here's the fog. Like what? Odd. Well, today looks like it's a uh, it's Peach. a delightful uh, take of a James Paxton start. Two oh seven texture agrees with me. Nine starts, fifty innings, sub one WHIP, two seven ERA, sixty two strikeouts to thirteen walks. Fastball average ninety six, highest average velo ever. This guy you extend for two years, mm-hmm. end of the deal. See how durable he is if he keeps up. Two years, twenty four million. Just twelve a season. I don't know if that's possible. I was gonna say I he was might. gonna say probably open at two for thirty. Yeah, but boy, that would be that would be awesome. See, that goes back to the Bertuzzi thing. Tyler Bertuzzi for one year, five and a half million would have been perfect, perfect. Cataclysmic whiff by both oh. the Bruins organization and Bertuzzi's. I, if I were Bertuzzi's guy, if I were him, I would have turned right around and been like, "Hey, nice deal. You're fired." What's the Dalvin Cook contract because he turned down the Dolphins or is turning down currently the Dolphins. Per the Jeff Darlington report, he is not taking the current offer from the Dolphins. I wouldn't be surprised if it's less than he wants. See, if he was going to get ten million this year, eleven million next year with the Vikings, 
So they cut him. Let's say he's looking for at least seven million average annual value. Maybe Miami offered him like three or like four or five guaranteed with you know performance based incentives. If I'm the Patriots, call up, find out, just say, tell me what the deal is, and just sweeten it a touch. Steal him right out and from right. underneath. Make the, the Dolphins. Dolphins appear cheap for once. Yeah, and as you, opposed to and you, the big spender. Yeah, as opposed to the Patriots. Just because the man plays running back doesn't mean you have to just think of he and Ty Montgomery and Pierre Strong and especially lead back and offensive focal point, Ramondre Stevenson, who is the most talented player on that offense. Make make there be no bones or confusion about it. He is your most talented player on offense. Don't think of them as just traditional running back, third down back, wide receiver. Think of everybody as an offensive asset. And give Bill O'Brien a chance to get creative and cook. That's why, again, I'm not saying Mac Jones is going to be anything resembling even a cheap facsimile of Patrick Mahomes. When I say, yes, look, you are. You said that in the look to the Chiefs. I used just those said. words. Give me uh, find the audio, Brian Ferzoco. Uh, you can't. But of course, you can find Ken saying hilarious <clears throat> things about his tweets. I, I want them to look to the Chiefs' offense of last year. I want them to look to the Chiefs' offense of last year for ways to be creative when you don't have elite wide receiver number ones. Because, yes, Mahomes, nobody buys time better, and he can deliver. He could throw the ball backwards blindfolded and still complete a 19-yard pass downfield. The guy's a genius. But what they did last year with their running backs, their middling receiver core featuring Juju Smith-Schuster, and, yes, an all-world tight end like Travis Kelsey, should give other teams hope if you can design plays creatively. Can I get a little Fitzy ranking system, which you're very good at? Tom well, Brady once praised you for ranking his top you. ten plays of all time. Thank you. And he suggested you take oh, over the Greg Hill show. I'm always up for a good power ranking. Okay. Of the players who have departed this parish all right. here in the last year or so. The hub, our fair little town. Give me the ones you miss the most and the ones you miss the least. Tyler Bertuzzi just joining Grant Williams and Marcus Smart, right? We've also seen Devin McCourty retire. Mm-hmm. Nathan Avaldi is gone. Bogarts is gone. Yeah. J.D. Martinez is gone. Jacoby Myers is gone. Ooh. Taylor Hall is gone. I think talent-wise, the player that is going to be most missed will be Tyler Bertuzzi because of what... I agree. What, what a disaster. What they expect. They freaking traded Taylor Hall specifically to create room to sign Bertuzzi. That's what I thought. like four years younger, and they thought they'd get the majority of the offense. Plus, he's tougher. But Scott McLaughlin joined us earlier and was really defending Sweeney, at, like saying... Maybe he got the... Was he briefed? I think he must have been briefed. I mean, I hate to say that about Scotty. He writes good stuff. But his, So his case was... Can I paraphrase correctly? He said, Bertuzzi told him he wasn't taking a one-year deal. Therefore, they didn't want to be caught holding the bag. They had to go out and sign, spend that money elsewhere to make sure they had something. Mm-hmm. So they went dumpster diving for Lucic, Van Riemsdyk, Shattenkirk, and all right, Morgan Geeky, fine. But they need centers because right now they're, you don't have Bergeron coming back. All right, so it's either a failure to read the market at a minimum, or it's that failure and it's a, you just got to, you didn't need to rush. Why were the rush to get those guys? You needed to rush to get James Van Riemsdyk on a one-year, $1 million deal? He would have been there a year later. Anyway, sorry. You didn't rank. You want to talk about Bertuzzi, number one. Bertuzzi is the one that will be missed talent-wise. More than Bogarts. Bogarts will be missed emotionally the most, followed uh, followed closely by Marcus Smart. I'll tell you, Jacoby Myers is sneaky because Juju is not instilling me with confidence at all. He is 
w- wickedly underrated. What Jacoby Myers did for every Pats fan that wants to put that funny little video on their timeline of Jacoby Myers throwing the ball backwards to Mac with the Titan with the Celine Dion Titanic song, like this was the end- sinking of the ship last season, and this is how Jacoby Myers will be remembered. Oh, here's the best pass he ever threw. Best pass. People don't don't really respect how good this guy was to come from undrafted in 2019 all the way up to being an, a wide receiver one slash two on the Patriots or anywhere and to get the contract he did in Vegas, they're going to miss him, especially if Juju Smith-Schuster's knee is an issue. And it seems right now like this is something apparently he banged up in December and he has been managing it for a while, uh, you know, tries to get it taken care of in the offseason. Now, look, if they just, if this is a load management issue and they told him, just show some face, say some nice words, hang out with Mac between now and when camp opens, that's fine. But if you see him load managing the knee in July and in August, if they if he misses a couple of games this season, meanwhile Jacoby and Myers and Jacoby's tearing boom, up. Boom, well, boom, although you boom. called the Raiders the worst team in the AFC earlier in the show, so they may go six and eleven. Pats, Pats may go six and eleven. All right, so you where's where's Myers then? He's high on your list because I'd have yep. like Bertuzzi one. Mm-hmm. Bogarts, I guess, two. Smart three, Myers four. Smart three? For the Eh. emotional quotient. I can't tell you how many times over the last week, hey, uh, what do you think about the Porzingis deal, Fitz? Um, I like it. Oh, what do you mean? And everyone just points to their chest or just goes, oh, but what about all the what? what?" Derek White gave you all the stats and then some. I can't see. I cannot picture myself watching a Celtics game next year and saying at any point, God, I wish Smart was here, or God, I wish Grant Williams was here. I'm not going to say that. There have been often times this year I've said, where's Avaldi? Avaldi should be pitching. Bogarts, what about Walker? Bogart should be at short. Yes. Uh, we're going to say it about Bertuzzi. I, I, I don't think Smart and Williams, I think, good job by Stevens. He, I mean, you hate to say good job for a salary dump to get under the apron or whatever you Grant said. Williams, Grant Williams, I know everyone, everyone keeps... Game thinking. one was a disaster. He woke the heat up. He that woke was game bu- two. Oh, even worse. Even, whatever game was. one was a disaster because Missoula coached it so terribly. <laughs> All right. Well, whatever. Are you going to say between I'm going to make them both and yes. then get, yes. getting in Jimmy yes. Butler's yes. face? Addition by... Jim at Jackson. least he cared. Goodbye, Grant. Somebody showed some Bye. fire. I don't care. I'll say this. It's going to be a quiet locker room without Smart and Grant Williams. It's going to be a lot quieter in there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Al going to be very business Step his game up. Now one thing, Anna Horford's going to be in there. One thing that John Corrales didn't point out that well sort of led to because he kept saying schematic change, right? Yeah, C's change, if you will, a C's change coming up this season. One benefit to this is now Horford with with the zinger starting. Now, if so long as Rob Williams is healthy, one of the bigger ifs in all of Boston. That means Horford, who you don't want to have play more than fifteen hundred minutes a season can come off the bench and Al might be way more effective as depender yeah, as three point shooter. If he's only playing 18, 20 minutes a night, kind of like Grant Williams was as opposed to having to start all the time. So there's, there's potentially a benefit of moving Williams and also bringing in Porzingis. This is the Kenny Curtis show from the Ford clubhouse Fenway studio Fitzy in for Curtis. And we are brought to you by your four dealers, pickup and delivery sweepstakes, redsoxcom slash Ford sweep standard for your chance to be picked up and delivered to the Ford clubhouse and attend the Red Sox game. I got a list for you, Fitz. Okay. I got a top 10 quarterback list that I just saw come across that I like. It's a good theme. Okay, top 10 quarterbacks currently in the NFL. Top 10 quarterbacks under the most pressure Ooh. in 2023. Oh, I, our, ours is on there for sure. Okay, he is. How high do you think Mac Jones is on this list? Six. Third. Whoa! And the write-up is 
And this is from a website I'd never heard of, so I won't even give it. What's the website? Going to steal it. TWSN.com. Twisten. Love them. They're <laughs> they're great. But it's a good idea. You should, do this, you should do this for EEI.com. Okay. Catholic's what, already on it. What version of Mac Jones are we going to get for the season? One that saw him excel his rookie year in 2021 or one where he plays inconsistently and struggles to stay on the field? With new coordinator Bill O'Brien, Mac must show signs of improvement. If the Patriots want to have any shot in the extremely competitive AFC East, Mac will need to develop from game manager to game wrecker. Fair enough. Game wrecker? Yeah, he doesn't even need to be a game wrecker. That's doesn't probably need to extreme. be a game manager. He just needs to be a big game player. Like, I, Matt, I still don't think we have seen truly what Mac Jones can potentially be. Not what he is. Not what he was last season. I don't think we have seen what he truly can be in the NFL just yet. So passing judgment and the amount of Pats fans, the ones that were all screaming, Mac to the future, <laughs> all the, all that were all in because he represented a replacement plan or someone to emotionally transition with coming out of 2020 and with the Tom Brady sadness still lingering heavily over Gillette Stadium. All the Pats fans that are out on Mac Jones, folks, give him one more seat, whether it was the sour pants and the sour puss last year and the complaining from Mac Jones or the way they like the offense moving with Bailey Zappi. You have to give this guy fair shakes. That was a red shirt sophomore season. Disaster for everybody. He played poorly. Coaching was bad. Give him another shake this year before you finally say, I'm in or I'm out on McCorkle. And one thing I didn't squeeze in during our very uh, electric call with Danny at the tail end <laughs> of the Danny from Quincy in the third hour, Ken, was yeah, all, everyone, oh, Bailey's happy. How come my Devontae Parker looks so good? How come he was able to throw the passes? I will go to my grave, hopefully no time soon, and it's going to be a watery and delicious grave. Jeez. I'm going to be put on a Viking ship and sent to sea and lit a flame. You are great. I, that's a, oh. I'm going full Valhalla. <laughs> are, you, are you socking money away for that now, or how do you? what's the payment plan? Ah, the kids will take care of it. Oh, sure. Uh, <laughs> so I will finish my time on sports radio and on this planet so long as AI doesn't finish us first saying that they specifically called different plans and ran a more effective offense for Bailey Zappi because I thoroughly believe Patricia wasn't the biggest Mac Jones fan, and we they all sabotaged know, Mac. They, a thousand percent. What? That is awesome. I will yeah. always, I, I, a thousand percent. Yes, maybe that's how Bailey Zappi works, and it was a simpler game plan for Bailey Zappi because that's what would work for him. I have a you imagine how deranged you would have to be if you're Matt Patricia and you saved the good game plan for Zappi mm -hmm. and you deliberately hated Max so badly that you gave him crap plays or a crap scheme or just didn't care. Look at the way they played against like Cleveland, not an absolute d d crud team. And obviously Detroit almost made the playoffs. And that was mostly defense that, that saved the day that day on throwback day at Gillette. But when they played Cleveland, that was the best that team Looked all season long. Well, if that's the case, Patricia was even a worse disaster than we've described. And it's been described as the worst decision in human history, basically. Okay. I mean, now I'm going to make you and now I'm going to make you power rank. All right. Of these decisions by Bill Belichick over the last several years, uh -huh. what was the worst decision? Letting, oh, Patricia. Let, letting one. Brady go. No. Matt Patricia. Brady chose to leave. Okay. Patricia won by far even worse than Malcolm Butler. You know what, actually, I okay, Butler, and then the fourth one, my my personal choice for worst decision made by Bill and the Patriots organization, trying in 2020. <laughs> oh, Brady Lee, no, I, and here's me, the, the guy that was all in on Cam. You wanted the Cam, pandemic the bust? Was, the... No, be, because if, if you think about it, it was a bad decision because you had a free out. 
You didn't have to worry about fans showing up and crying about Brady in the parking lot. That's what the Red no Sox did. in the stadium. Deliberate tankathon. And it worked. Yeah, it worked. It actually kind of worked for them. And then in yeah. 2021, look, you saw they were able to, uh, they underwhelmed for portions of the season, but they made the playoffs all, all the way to the ALCS. If the Patriots just said, you know what? Forget about the Cam Newton sideshow, bright, shiny Cam over here. Don't worry about how's me and Belichick going to mesh. You just say we're going to stick it out with Stidham. There was too much. Suck it up with they, Stidham. No, if they had bottomed out. Trade everybody. All the Brady people, all the Curtises would have been so insufferable. Oh, and I'm sure that's exactly who Burge and, and Bill and Kraft <laughs> and everyone was concerned about. Well, I was. You you trade off everyone. Goodbye, Tooney. Sell off all these parts. Stockpile draft picks. And then by 2021, you would have done what a lot of the other teams in your division did. Stockpile picks while, while sucking for another season. And then you would have probably been able to restock the pantry and move the franchise forward. And instead, you go seven and nine. You don't learn much about your team at all, except for the fact that Jacoby Myers can catch a pass. And that's it. Can I just finish up this top 10 quarterbacks under pressure list? I would have the guys that they rank six to 10 higher than Mac and higher than their picks. Tua is sixth. Deshaun Watson, seventh. Josh Allen, eighth. I think that's probably fine. Uh, Josh Allen is under a sneaky amount of pressure this season. I guess. Steph Diggs, you got your number one receiver with arms yeah, up in the yeah. playoffs and then leaving camp because yeah. he's pissed about his they'll role? Get, they'll get together. Justin Fields, nine. Aaron Rodgers, ten. I would put Rodgers, Tua, and Watson ahead of Mac. So would I. I think Mac's got some pressure, but he's... Well, uh, Rodgers, is, uh, Rodgers, I would put them... Uh, I would say Mac is fifth. Aaron Rodgers has to perform this I season. think so. One through five. Number one is Dak Prescott, which I guess. Mm. Oh, no. He has, they can get out from his contract after this year. Two is Russell Wilson. I don't get that. I don't see any pressure there at all. He's, can I, his can career I put is the, done. Can I put the, No. Oh, 1242. Now, mark it. Russell Wilson will have an excellent 2023. What? You don't believe that. I do. In that division? I do. That's, have you seen? You know, nah. Save that clip. Sean Payton, all those weapons. Tim Patrick is back. KJ Hamlet. They have an awesome outstanding receiving core. If Javante Williams is healthy enough, you watch out. Four is Kirk Cousins and five is Jordan Love. I don't find those quarterbacks to be interesting or under pressure at all. Kirk Cousins, no. Jordan Love, he deserves to be in the top ten. And as a matter of fact, Green Bay will not come anywhere near where they were at the heights of Aaron Rodgers. They'll be sneaky competitive this year. I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but I think they'll be sneaky competitive. 617 texture. Most happy that to see gone on your list is Grant. Saddest to see go, Taylor Hall. Not a lot of Taylor what? Hall. Uh, that's interesting. All right. He scored in the playoffs, but those were soft goals. How could you not miss Bertuzzi? Bertuzzi looked as much like a Boston Bruin as anyone I have seen them acquire midseason. Right. In the it's like a Schwarber. Time. That's a Schwarber. You it, found a guy that fit, and he let, you let him go. Nailed it. Mic drop. Finally got one thing. Ken and Curtis, Fitzy in for Curtis. KJ coming up at 1. We're at the Ford Clubhouse Fenway Studio. From the Rubenstein Law Studios, 1-800-BOS-LEGAL. This is WEEI, New England's sports original. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Home stretch with my pal Fitzy here at the Ford Clubhouse Fenway Studio. One thing I wanted to bring up, Fitz, about uh, City Field. I was down there last week, uh, first time visit. You love City Field more than Yankee Stadium. I disagree, but fine. By a country mile. Oh, I loved Yankee Stadium. Okay, only one of those stadiums has a world class barbecue joint in center field that offers a smoked bologna sandwich. Wow, I didn't know that. I missed it. See if you would have told me that before I went. Oh, I would. If you would, if you had told me, you're like, hey, so I'm going to City Field. Uh, what are what's the local beer I need to make sure I order? I would have said six points. I did set a record for price of beer spent at a ballpark at Yankee Stadium in the seventeen dollars Omni Club in Center Field. Yeah, it's a twenty four ouncer. So, but I didn't realize it. They just bring a beer and it yep. looks big, and I'm like, all right, that's great. I'll drink one. Twenty nine dollars. Stop it. Twenty nine dollars. Never. <laughs> it was two beers basically. But still, twenty nine bucks. First, by the time you get to the the back half of a twenty four ounce or in a wax cup, brought to you at a ba- at a baseball game, yeah, you're just drinking room temperature backwash. Yeah, I, I it mean, probably wasn't that good. It was good. It was. Neat. Was it okay for twenty nine bucks? I mean, Ken. But I almost ordered a second, which would have crushed my budget. So I'm glad I didn't. But like, it's, like you were paying. But City Field, that the biggest thing, literally, is the jumbotron. Have you seen the scoreboard they put in center field there? It's massive. The Red Sox are going to play there in a week, and you'll see it. It is. The largest in the world. They touted it as that. They just installed it this year. It is so distracting. I was watching the screen. So you're like you're like somebody who, you're like a wide receiver trying to score yeah. in Dallas. Yeah, I mean, no kidding. Can't help but look at the giant. What's going to happen this fall at Gillette? Oh yeah, is that one close? So now the new. What's the square footage on that versus City Field? Uh, it's just smaller than the town of Franklin. Okay. <laughs> so the the so this will now take over as the largest single panel TV screen in a sports stadium. Oh world. really? This is going to break the City Field record. Yes, this will now be so. There there are there are sort of like larger connected television screens, but if I'm not mistaken, it's not. Look at my lighthouse. It's going to be hi. Check out my TV. Well, uh, this one's 200 feet at the base. This thing is, have which you seen is, this? Two thirds of a football field. The one you, at City Field. This one is almost the size of a football field. That is. I crazy. don't know the exact dimensions. I know. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this will be the largest single panel TV screen in a sports stadium, at least in North America, if not the world. See, wouldn't you rather have that than Dalvin Cook? <laughs> I mean, if that's what it's coming no. down to for Kraft, you the can have in the screen. A 19 inch black and white city? security camera. <laughs> For the Jumbotron. <laughs> Give me Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know. After watching the screen, it was so magnificent. I just sat there and watched the screen. They would put up, like, on-base percentage stats, and I'd be, I'd be staring at it. Why? It was like, it's like you could see Max Scherzer fail in real time <laughs> on the field or on the Jumbotron. Well, yeah, that's true. And also, there was those fire smoke from Canada was still kind of in the air, so the game itself looked smoky. But if you looked at the Jumbotron, like it, an IG crystal, filter? it was crystal clear. Like, have you seen this Vegas thing too? This new sphere they unveiled okay, there. Okay, that's that thing is scary good. That is going to cause. Now, I went to, I was there for the Jacoby Myers game uh, on December eighteenth. 
It was my wife's birthday, too. Happy birthday, honey. Hope you like seeing a grown man cry at the end of a football game. Uh, crying in Vegas for not losing money. Allegiant Field is spectacular. Yeah. It's not, it's not Allegiant Stadium, whatever they call it. It's not just impressive. It is spectacular. To know that they've got that kind of facility for football, God, so, so, so great to catch a game there as well. Think about if you're an Oakland A's player coming to the game and you're listening to you describe Allegiant Field right now. This is right. their future. You're yeah. only half a year away. You're getting yep. out of Oakland. I know. But You'll I be know. in Vegas. Well, is it going to be like T-Mobile yeah, Stadium or T-Mobile well. Park, whatever? But then to think that just down the road is this sphere thing. I, I'm with whoever first put this tweet out. How many accidents is that thing going to cause? Like how many people are going to see that and just go, holy, and then just. I mean, like, I don't. It, it's, it, always, it's beyond. It's beyond and, surreal. And there's concerts in there, right? Yes. And But you can actually watch the concert on the outside. Yes. That's awesome. That's in like, crazy. in like, as if like you're in the meta, like an Oculus. Now, Red Sox lineup is out before we get out of here. Lineup's out. Lineup's out. We got Duran, Yoshida, Turner, Devers, Verdugo, Casas, Arroyo, Wong, and Kike back in there at shortstop. I love that lineup. No Yu Chang here today. Give Kike another shot after the squeaky wheel gets the grease here. And James Paxton, my man on the mound, who they should sign to an extension. They also activated Joely Rodriguez today, and Justin Garza is back to AAA, so they're getting healthy fits. I am telling you, this team is going to make a run. This is a playoff team. They're going to catch the Yankees, who are imploding, and they're going to pass Toronto, who they've owned, and they're going to be the third wild card. I don't know what they're going to do in that wild card game, but um, if you got Bayo, I like your chances. Bayo and Paxton, that's a good one-two punch. How would you feel if you had a one-game play-in against any of these other teams in the AL. Likely won't be against the Astros. Let's say it was maybe the Yankees, maybe the Blue Jays. I don't know. Maybe, uh, I don't think it's going to be the Angels. It'd probably be one of those one of those teams from within your own division. How would you feel about having Paxton and Bayo if you needed to use both of them to get in? Well, yeah, and you would play the third best division winner, so you'd play Minnesota, right? Mm -hmm. That's actually perfect. You'd rather play Minnesota. Sure. So you get the Twins? Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that theory. You should, oh you should tank for third wild card. I I, listen, if you've got two of the best starters in the American League going one and two with Bayo only continuing to grow and ascend into the height of his ability and Paxton just as rock solid as he's been, he wants that next deal. He just had his he just had his Tommy John surgery. By all accounts, he actually should. It's like a younger arm that he's pitching with now. Highest velocity in ages. Pay the man now. Hold on to him. Buy in. Give me one more quality arm, maybe a starter, maybe somebody who can extend innings in the bullpen. You got a shot, Ken. How's the Jumbotron at Quincy Vet Memorial for the watch party? Is it City Field-esque? I don't know, actually, because it, this is the one in Kilroy Square is different. Than uh, the one. So okay. I don't know exactly what they're going to have up if it'll just be like a something like we all bought on Amazon during the <laughs> pandemic, like one of those inflatable screens with an LCD projector. But they will have food trucks. They'll have local craft beer down there as well. Your free jacks are going to look to end the tidal drought that it. has plagued the region for the last five seasons today against the San Diego Legion. Bring home the shield, boys. Fitzy, it's been a pleasure reuniting with you. I appreciate your fine work here on this Saturday. Happy birthday to young James Curtis. We'll be back next week. Curtis, I think, and Hart are your program here next Saturday as we continue the uh, rotation, the summer rotation. KJ has you next until Red Sox pregame. Thank you, Brian Verzoka. We'll talk to you later. W-E-E-I. W-E-E-I. New England Sports Original.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 